It's time for the Taking Notes Podcast with Julian Robichaux and Bruce Elgort. Welcome to episode 142 of the Taking Notes podcast. My name is Bruce Elgort, and I am here with Julian Robichaux. Julian, you know, we uh, with episode 142, we're marking the start of the seventh year of Taking Notes. Did you know that? Man, no. I Actually, I didn't until you mentioned it. Yeah, seven, right? We started in 2005, and that was six years gone by. So this starts the seventh, right? Maybe, yeah? I'll go with that. All right. So today we had the honor and privilege of talking with um, Mark Myers from the London Developer Co-op, and we talked about something um, all near and dear to our hearts. We we may not know it, and that is what, Mr. Robicho? Uh We talked about NoSQL databases. And, uh, you know, for a, a, a longtime Notes Domino person, it's sort of like those old Palmolive commercials where you're soaking in it. Uh, because, you know, we've, uh, unbeknownst to ourselves, I guess, been using NoSQL, uh, you know, with anything that we've done with Notes and Domino uh, ever since we started doing things with Notes and Domino because the NSF is uh, what has come to be known as a NoSQL data store. It's just we never called it that before. And NoSQL is kind of a big topic right now because big companies are using it. Uh, you know, Facebook, Google, uh, Foursquare, these 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 uh, systems that that are dealing with a lot of data right now, they are using NoSQL data stores, and they're it seems to be working. And so now all of a sudden, uh, there there's a lot of uh, talk and hype around uh, all of these various NoSQL databases, and there are a surprising variety of them. And so since that's something that we've kind of been using for a long time, we thought that it would be good to uh, find out sort of what's out there and how it compares to notes. And also, you know, I I think we delved a little bit into a discussion about, um, you know, how we might possibly be able to use it with notes, right? That's correct. You know, um, you mentioned Palmolive and you mentioned how, I forgot what you said about Palmolive, but I thought you were going to refer to how we all had soft hands. Oh, <laughs> no, I went in a totally different direction. Yeah, I don't know if our international listener, listeners are going to uh, know what Palmolive is, but um, <laughs> go Google it. Just uh, Palmolive, soft hands, go on YouTube, uh, search for it. But while you're doing that, uh, enjoy uh, 30 minutes of Mark Myers uh, talking about no uh, SQL. Today we're here with Mark Myers. See, I, I, I love having Mark on the podcast because I can pronounce his name the first time. <laughs> you, you're not going to come back and tell me it's, you know, Myers or anything, are you, Mark? No, my parents picked it specially so I could spell it. <laughs> How convenient for you. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Mark, uh, you know, is uh, kind of a longtime 
uh, Lotus Domino person, although Mark, you you seem to to tend to dip your toes into a lot of other technology waters quite a bit. And uh, some of you might know Mark also from the being the Lotus Sphere idol last year at Lotus Sphere as well. So, Mark, do you want to kind of give everyone a the the two minute who is Mark and uh, uh, I, I guess why are we listening to him today? Um, the two minute thing is I'm. Uh, notes developer slash admin from the 3.2 3.3 days um, tootling around through large corporations uh, writing code until I was dragged kicking and streaming into the notes community by Matt White <laughs> <laughs> the evil devil um, <laughs> since then I've got completely addicted to it the same as everyone else and this will be my fourth Lotosphere that I'm attending so um, I spend my time doing gluing things together in, as I said, large corporations and working with the London Developer Co-op. Um, as you say, I tend to see an awful lot of different uh, applications and platforms, mainly because a lot of what I do as half development, half admin, is architecture. And so whatever's the current favorite by whichever IT director has decided it or been, or been backhanded to like it we have to work out how it works with existing systems and are only better systems cheaper systems things that will give you more bang for your buck and often how they glue to notes right and and you know because of that it seems like you're going to have just a, a really good perspective on some of these non-notes technologies kind of as they relate to i guess our listening audience because i'm i'm making the naive assumption that most of the people listening are probably notes people uh, or IBM people in one way or another? Well, uh, yes, I'm very lucky in London to have, um, there's a place called Skills Matter, which uh, does all commercial uh, development training for all the open source stuff, but it also does um, an awful lot of the freebie hosting of all the late night lugs and talks and rants by def different evangelists for different platforms and technologies. And these are all free and they're on the walk home. So I often go in there and I get an overview from um, leaders of the various different platforms. Uh, so it gives you a really good overview. And as I'm seeing it from a long time notes person's perspective, you see, oh, well, that would work well with notes or, ah, now we've had that for ages. Why aren't we selling this in the same way as this person is? So it's, it's nice to have a larger perspective on it. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, um, and that's how Mark and I got started on this topic a few weeks ago. And uh, hence him being on the podcast, we were talking about something that had to do with MongoDB or, or, or integration with notes or something. And here's Mark today. So I was going to ask Mark to to introduce everyone who's not familiar with the with the the new quote unquote new SQL databases that are out there compare and then ask him how they compare to something we've known and loved for a long time the NSF. Did you have okay. anything, Julian? No, I, I think we should probably ask him those questions right now, Bruce. All right, go for it, Mark. Okie dokie. So. What's called the new NoSQL has, is not actually very old. If you go and look at a proper timeline, it's been kicking around for ages because um, in its core, Notes is a NoSQL. But um, it's become in vogue very, very recently, um, mainly driven by the web 
due to the fact that the traditional relational databases simply can't take the load. They can't take the distributed load. They can't take the traffic volume. And also, um, they are, suffer from a very, very, uh, well, they're often single point of failure and people can't stand that anymore, you know, that they need the, the redundancy. Um, when people talk about NoSQL, there are dozens and dozens of different types, but there's four core types that you'll hear more often than others. Um, first one is your key value store, which is just a great big long list, um, and it's storing data in a completely schemaless way. So just somewhere to just hold databases. The most common one you'll probably come across is something called um, MemcacheDB. Uh, second type is graph databases. Um, the most popular or the, the grandfather of those is called Neo4j. Um, this is just a way of storing data that makes it much easier to produce big graph databases uh, or just big graphs. The next one, which is probably the one that holds uh, like the spotlight, is the big data. So um, Cassandra is probably the most common one of those. You basically think of it in terms, in notes terms, of having um, views or documents that can be to have two billion maximum fields or two billion views in um, columns in a view. These are things that uh, Facebook and stuff use. So Cassandra is actually the open source uh, child of Facebook's uh, um, database. And the final one, which I've left to last because it's where notes fits in, is the document store, which we all know is a document-orientated database, is sort of the representation of a bit of paper. Um, the most common ones in the new breed of uh, NoSQL are CouchDB and MongoDB. CouchDB, most of the notes people will have heard because it came from Mr. Katz who built it using notes as um, a model. It is the purest of the uh, document stores. And if you're a Linux user, you will see it used as a background task all the time. It's always going on. It's a very, very useful database, very, very powerful database. It is actually slightly being eclipsed at the moment by this MongoDB, which has taken the the uh, the idea of the document store and couched it, forgiving the term, for in a way that the SQL people find um, easier to deal with. It's something you see if you go to these NoSQL conferences that concepts that notes people find an absolute walk in a park. The idea of um, non-relational, the idea of um, no database um, relational integrity, it really pops their minds. And the presenters are having to really explain it and explain it. And all the people, well, the few people in the, know, in the audience that know notes have picked it up like that. They know exactly what's going on. If you take a notes person and show them a document storage NoSQL database, they will pick it up in seconds. It's, you know, it's something that you find very easy to do. Um, so that's your basic uh, types. And I've been concentrating on the document store ones simply because I like the advantages that Notes gives you. And I want to see if in non-Notes houses, I can take advantage, use the same advantages and get the same kind of uh, good stuff.
out of stuff that isn't notes. On the other hand, you get um, you want to be able to compare notes against these these upstarts, these hideous <laughs> upstarts, and be able to say why 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 are we changing? Look, we can do all of this. We've been able to do all of this for decades. Look. I know it's not shiny. I know you haven't seen it on the front of some glossy magazine, but you don't need to spend any more money. We don't need to shift our data. You've got it. Take advantage of it. Well, now, is it fair to to kind of call all of these uh, type of data stores like an unstructured data store, or is is that a little bit too loose of a term? Um, they vary. So, just so the document ones, going back to documents, they're. Um, semi-structured. They're structured in the form of a document. Key value stores are completely unstructured. They're completely schemeless. So um, they are unstructured in terms of comparing them to a relational database with tables and their, you know, their keys and foreign keys. Yes, they are unstructured. And more importantly, um, the joy that we have experienced for so long of being able to just Huff a design change in, you know, add a new field and a document is one of the key advantages of the NoSQL and what the new NoSQL people get so excited about. Right, because you don't have to, to mess with schemas or, uh, you know, start adding columns or something like that. You just stick a new field in there. Bingo. Uh, and I remember, I mean, long, long ago when I was first introduced to Notes, uh, my background in databases had been DB2 and Clipper, uh, which at the time were, you know, still current technologies, I guess. <laughs> now not so much. Nantucket uh, Clipper, right? Nantucket Clipper. Nantucket it? No. was the name of the software company that made Clipper. Was it? Oh. Yeah. Well, there you go. You remember better than I do. I'm older. Oh. <laughs> uh, but but I I do remember trying to kind of wrap my mind around the the, the sense that you you you're not dealing with these these tables and these keys and and the schemas and the indexes. But uh, now how to I guess in terms of of looking up data and and making the data accessible kind of in a, a fairly quick fashion. I mean it seems like having the data in these these non SQL stores like that. Uh, would really affect the ability to, uh, you know, to index things and to look things up. I mean, how is Facebook or, you know, someone like that doing it uh, and making this data kind of available very, very quickly when it's just out there in this uh, this unstructured or semi-structured kind of form? Well, strange enough, they stick to indexes. Um, a lot of uh, the problems that we suffer from indexes as a notes world, they're still suffering from. They haven't found a fix to for a lot of them. So, you know, the um, as you grow your number of indexes, your database speed goes down. That still applies to MongoDB, which is constantly being changed. So um, if anyone, in, in defense of IBM, which is a rarity, um, if someone says, oh, it gets slow when you add lots of indexes, the very latest ones get slow when you add too many indexes to them. Uh, but they, so they still use indexes for accessing just about all the same structure is there. Uh, obviously, Couch and Mongo apply things slightly differently. Uh, one of the strange things that I've noticed in the NoSQL, new NoSQL world, is they're still fighting over a NoSQL equivalent to select queries, which uh, if I was IBM, which I'm not, 
I would push the formula language as a massively feature-rich, stable, and beautiful way of producing NoSQL calls to pull in data. Because we, you know, we can just, uh, everything from searches to uh, obviously the views and things like that, we've always had formula and taken it for granted. The other, the new NoSQL peoples are still finding their feet a little bit when it comes to those kind of selects. Mm-hmm. Well, like I've explored Mongo, and you and I spoke about this, um, Mark. Mongo has its own, you know, JavaScript-based query language to to um, search for data. Correct? Yes, yes. That they're, they're actually all um, have their own format at the moment. There are a couple of uh, unifying formats, but they're not quite ready. Um, Mongo is is done so that um, the SQL people, the relational people, find it easier to um, land on their feet with. So it has a very good integration with your Java Hibernate, for example, to try and make such retrievals easy and very integrated with things like Eclipse. Now, what about things like replication? I mean, is is that something that's uh, a part of some of these uh, these NoSQL databases? It's something that's a part of, of all of them. Um, some of them handle it better than others. Cassandra's uh, replication is particularly good. It has a wonderful feature, which I'd kill to see on Notes. It would be lovely. They um, can rate data on um, how how relevant or how good that data is. So say you have 10 replicas of a database and you want, and there's loads of people working on it, uh, and writing to all the different replicas, and you want to say, right, uh, I want the following, you know, snapshot of statistics, but I want it to be absolutely guaranteed 100%. You can say how how many replicas you require that data to come from. So you can say, no, th- this this has got to be a representation of the whole system, so I've got to get it from 10 replicas. Or you can say, I don't actually need it that uh, to be that accurate, I can have it from two replicas or just even one. So um, replication is something they've approached differently. Um, a lot of them call it um, eventual consistency, which is a posh word for it. Uh, <laughs> I like that. And, and they get all excited about this eventual consistency and this this partial synchronization. You go, that's replication. Been doing that. You know, you're just, you're just doing that for ages. And but. <laughs> It's it's a big thing. It's a big thing to them now, and it's they're getting very very excited about it, and it really is something that notes people can say, "We've got this. We've we've dealt with this before. We've got these kind of features for you." Now that that's how data is read. Now when you're writing data to these databases that might be across multiple servers or something like that, is is writing kind of done the same way? I mean, do you in notes we write to one replica, then the data sort of replicates out to everything. Uh, with with NoSQL databases, is that how it works, or does the write it, actually occur on multiple servers? It again depends on the NoSQL database because it's still a relatively new uh, platform from these people's perspective. Some of them do it some way, some of them do it another. Um, a one big difference on the writing can be seen between uh, Couch and Mongo. Whereas uh, Couch uses uh, atomic consistent isolation durable properties, which means that when you write, you really do write. It's there. It's you, You've got a good commit. We are safe. 
Mongo uh, prioritizes, I'm going to be up and available for read. So you might not get quite the same consist- um, commitment from the database. You might have to wait. You might have to double check. So they all approach it a different way. Notes is actually, slight, is actually middle of the road on a lot of, in comparison to a lot of these writes. You know, you, you write to it, but you, can, you still get a fail or uh, a, um, a success on your writes. But some of them will just fire it at the database and you don't get anything back. Some of them write to the database and won't move until they've got full commitment back. Mark, I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind a little bit and ask, you know, what what why did all these um, you know NoSQL alternatives, you know, pop up? You know, what was the need technically um, for them? The web, too big. The apps got too big. Split up data centers all over the place. Um, you know, redundancy. The need for um, disaster recovery. The need for uh, the fact that referential integrity could not be held over something like Facebook. Facebook is too big to hold referential integrity. You know, you can't write something and everything glued to something else immediately. It's just too big. There's too many things going on. So they they found this as their solution. Okay. Uh, well, I, you go, Julian. We, we, I think we're, we, you can tell we're both really excited about this. So <laughs> your turn. Well, I was just going to say, I think that kind of leads us to a discussion of sharding. Do you want to talk about what sharding is? Yes, I love, I love sharding. It's something that... <laughs> you read my mind, Julia. I mean, that was the same question I was going to ask. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I'll just drop uh, off. So, so for, in a notes perspective, if you wanted to do... Sharding is splitting up a database into chunks. Um, your crudest form of sharding would be something like your, an archive database and a live database. That's sharded on date. Whereas you might, I've seen quite a few notes applications that shard on region. So the American stuff is stored in America, the Europe stored stuff in Europe, and then replication settings make sure that the the twain don't meet. Whereas common documents that are needed in both databases replicate happily. That's sharding. But in notes, it's a very, very manual process. Uh, It could do with being, you know, automated mongodb is actually quite famous for its on-the-fly sharding the performance of it is nothing to scream home about but um they're going to improve on that it's a it's another reason why i'm getting so excited about it because so many of these features notes and ibm know about them they've had them again for so long that making plugging the gaps that their competitors have got ahead with um, would be a, a relatively simple thing. So if we go back to sharding, what I would regard as a beautiful shard would be if you had clustering set on to be able to set shard uh, dynamic sharding on the basis of inside that cluster. So one server is, you know, you tell it to do it on size or, or uh, again, on location. And then when you make a call to the cluster, it knows on the basis of that sharding, which database to go fetch the data from. Oh, see, here I was. I was, I was trying to let Bruce ask the next question because I kept interrupting him before. No, no way, man. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've dropped off this show because you, you, you've read all my, my – my, well, actually, we have all the questions in the, in the chat here. So, no, um, this, is, this is totally fascinating. And, Mark, what, what, would, um, what would it take to, for someone to you know, set up one of these NoSQL – 
solutions and give it a shot and possibly uh, is it integratable with something like XPages? Um, yes. I think of well, if you're going to stick with a, a documents store one, which will be the most familiar to people, um, Couch is the harder of the two to set up, of the two common ones to set up, but it's the most like notes in behavior. So it's very view orientated. Mongo is easier because it has the simple Java Hibernate connections. So if you want to glue directly, in fact, I don't even know if you, you might be able to glue um, via the new relational stuff. I wouldn't try that. I haven't tried that. But you can just simply get your you know JDBC driver for Mongo and glue glue straight to it. Couch uses REST interfaces. So if you're happy doing REST stuff, then um, you'll find Couch dead easy. Both of them are relatively simple to set up. Mongo perhaps has it an edge on it because it's really just a click next 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 job well now what what are people normally using for a front end for this sort of thing i mean is, is there a typical kind of integration with the, the nosql databases that you would use for developing web pages or is it just kind of anything goes or like a driver um the drivers that there are a long string of the drivers for for both of them couch has more uh community written drivers than Mongo because Mongo write there a good driver themselves which everyone keeps using so on the front end it depends your use case because their use cases are radically different um, people keep comparing them and I compare them but if you want in fact I did a blog entry about this um, if you want a localized app very much like a you know like a local notes database then couch is your man it's much better it allows applications to be bundled in with a database etc etc and it is a smaller footprint in my opinion and it's and its replication is very very good if you want a large um, store for a web-based application then you might use then you might go with mongo Mongo suits um, the traditional web application, so there's an awful lot of JSF interfaces um, and examples to Mongo. Um, the best way of getting it going is to go to SpringSource and download the SpringSource IDE and have a look at how that integrates it because that uses obviously JSF and JSP and you can see how that will glue with X pages. Um, Couch, again, it's a REST interface, so however you prefer to do REST interfaces, that's how you glue it to it. Right on. You know, just um, I just did a quick Google here for Taking Notes and CouchDB, uh, Julian and Mark, and it was uh, on June seventh, two 2006, when we first spoke to Julian, uh, when we first, uh, first spoke to Damien about his uh, endeavors with Couch, so what's that, uh, over five years ago. Well, he's made huge progress, and it's still one of the the beautiful things. That it would be lovely if IBM would sort of take it take it on and pull its the leaps and bounds it's made back into notes. There's an awful lot that can be learned from what Mister Katz has done with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe you also on your blog uh, a couple of weeks ago, Mark, and on IdeaJam.net, you posted something about ways to improve or suggestions to improve. Uh, the NSF? You want to talk about that? Um, yes, it was... 
I'm just actually, I'm just can't even remember my own blog. It was basically, I just wanted to like do a highlight and say, look, look, Notes is, it was the forerunner. They, they publicly admit Notes was the forerunner of the um, document storage for um, NoSQLs. And with IBM's done leaps and bounds in the last couple of years, we've got X pages. If you compare X pages as a usability thing to something like Spring Webflow, which I am currently writing for a client, I'd take X pages any day of the week. It's far, far easier to write in and has just as much power. In fact, probably a good deal more. And um, with the Xworks server, they've rebadged, so we stand a much better chance of getting um, the notes servers into uh, new enterprises. They brought the prices down, good movements. It sort of leaves the NSF as a slightly weak link in what is proving to be a real good uh, platform to take on the newer web uh, applications. So I felt that it was, you know, it was time for a little bit of a rant and point out, look, this would be make um, a really good thing if we just did this so we have to of course the old one get uh the view indexes get them get them out externalize them you're getting on the database's nerves um we need to provide some good jdbc and net drivers i personally think that if we did that people would start using notes if we made x work server um a database server you know not just an application server but a genuine this is an enterprise level database server for NoSQL. MongoDB is trying to sell to the enterprise, but IBM could stop them all cold if you just said, look, a couple of grand, six, you know, 16 databases, four times four. You can just use your JDBC, and if you want, you can integrate with all your old note stuff so you can glue it to all your latest stuff. And, oh, we have an application platform if you want to do it really quickly. But also, if you want to integrate with SAP or what have you, and you haven't paid a fortune for integration stuff, here's how you do it. It would, I think, it'd be an easy sell, easy sell. And then we want to get rid of some of the size limitations um, that we that we occasionally grumble at. I've forgotten. Ah, I can't remember. Someone did uh, a blog post on why some of them don't matter anymore. Rats. I can't remember who it was. Um, but getting rid of those limits because they're often used as pointing points. Oh, Notes doesn't do this because it has an X limit, whereas Mongo or what have you, Cassandra, doesn't have that limit. If we can get rid of that, it makes the marketing easier. Um, and we need to improve the scaling. You know, it's good, but we need to be able to do sharding. We need to improve the clustering so that we can um, talk to multiple databases quicker so that's that's why i was having the rant about it mm -hmm. but it, it just seemed that we were close we're backing vogue at the moment mm. it would take a tiny rebadge and a little bit of oh well i'm not in a position to say but a relatively small bit of effort by people who know their stuff to really bring us back in the game on this i was going to ask um mark what about security and how if any uh, security mechanisms are built into the CouchDBs, the MongoDBs, the Cassandras. Are there any, no. or you have to roll your own? Um, Couch is better than Mongo, but they all pale compared to Notes still, I'm afraid. Um, they all, and they're all looked after in the same way as um, relational databases. You know, once you're in, you're in. You know, you don't have the same 
and a lot of them you don't have the same record level or even field level security that that we come to know and like accept and i feel that you know if a, quite a few of these enterprise applications had notes security we wouldn't have quite as many leaks <laughs> well and and you're right we just sort of take that stuff for for granted because it's just so easy to slap an acl on something and then you're done mm. um now, in terms of, of kind of broader acceptance then, I mean, what is what is the thing that, that is allowing people to kind of, um, you know, use these uh, these other NoSQL databases rather than notes? I mean, is it is it kind of a connectivity issue in terms of drivers like you were talking about? I mean, or is it just marketing or is it this, uh, you know, a scalability issue or, or what's, you know, what, what would be something that, that would make notes more appealing for these guys? Um, if you want to, if, well, there's two points. The first one is that making it more popular in things like enterprise in IBM's field is Oracle is under attack for their huge licensing. And so people say, we can give you Oracle uh, speed and power for a fraction of the price. So that's how the NoSQL is making it into the big to big boys. Um, I don't know about the smaller guys, but if you wanted to make notes um, more accessible, just give a ne- nice set of interfaces or even a wizard for setting up REST or you know your initial views and things like that so that you can sell someone an X-Work server and make it easy for them to have an external API or driver to get data on and off it. That would be a big thing. You could start selling that. Yeah, and I guess, you know, there's we've always had this kind of notes versus domino discussion before too, where notes is client, domino is server. And uh and I guess this is almost kind of a third tier to that where, you know, now suddenly you're not talking about the client or the server, you're really just talking about the, the data store. Um Yes, well this um it feels as if it should be called software as a service, but I know that's been taken. But <laughs> as you say, it's it's it's, it's multi tiered. You can use notes so many ways. It's so versatile that we could rebadge it and resell it remarkably easily. Yeah, it's just a matter of having the engine that's gonna that's gonna read that uh, that data structure. Uh, you know, which is has always just been embedded in the client or the server. So you know, we're we're always kind of getting that for free. Yes, it's one of the things that as a as I spend quite a lot of time writing note non note stuff, my greatest bugbear that I just adore notes for is um config documents. Get current DB, get my view, here are all my config documents. I haven't got a text file on the server. I haven't got to make a separate connection. I just ask for where I currently am, can I have my config documents? So we're used to things like that. Yeah. Well, um, so that, so that's about thirty minutes uh, on the podcast. So that's, a, I think, a good, uh, maybe a, a good kind of wrapping up point. Um, and and you know that this stuff is interesting because, like you said, it's 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 very very similar to technologies that that we've just been kind of living and breathing for so long but uh now all of a sudden people are talking about it and it's it's interesting and new and uh and and it's kind of the the next big thing 
So, uh, you know, it, I, I think it's hard to, to keep from sort of being smug about it and saying, oh, well, yeah, we've, we, we've been doing that sort of thing for years. So, uh, you know, that's not interesting at all because it really is interesting. And, and especially when you start talking about uh, some of these technologies that, um, that are doing things that Notes does not do yet. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, possible improvements and stuff like that. And hopefully we will see some improvements to the NSF data store. I think that's, that's always welcome. Um, so Mark, anything we missed talking about? Um, I don't know. I could rant on about this for hours and hours, (laughs) but, um, the best thing is you, uh, like a note to the notes people go out download one of these things have a look at them you will find that you pick it up very very quickly and um you will also find that notes still has an edge on a lot of its features they're still playing catch-up so just go and have a look and if your boss or your manager or or whoever get to know these new technologies and you say but you've got them take advantage of them now Nice. Hey, Mark, I had one last question. And I was going to say, since, you know, XPages and the XPages runtime are all, you know, Java-based, wouldn't there be probably somewhere out there, like some type of driver, say for Mongo, that you could probably marry up with XPages today? Um, Yes, we could. You just use the the standard one. In the same ways, you'd use a Hibernate connection um, in in your Java just to connect to whatever backend one you did prior to IBM's new integration. You just do the same thing. Okay. That, and that, that's what I thought. So um, I, I'm probably going to give that a, a whirl one day because I'm just fascinated by the explosion like you are and like Julian has been uh, over this whole NoSQL mantra that's going on uh, and, the, and the use cases for it. You know, I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's hard to believe, like you said, that's something like, you know, Facebook is using like a NoSQL backend. So, okay. Julian, any other last questions for Mr. Lotusphere Idol 2011? No. I mean, I, I think that was, a, that was a good overview. I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly something that, that we have a lot more to learn about, or I do anyway. Maybe I, I should speak for myself. And, um, and and Bruce, I guess maybe we need to, to get Damien back on here after five years away. And, uh, and he, he do because, you know, I've – well, he wrote it for a start. For, but um, <laughs> he knows so much more about it and he would be able to give us such a good um, – such good insights on it. You know, I'm a fairly rank amateur still looking at all the different ones and trying to think, which ones do we use? Which ones are going to work best? But to get Mr. Katz back on would be fabulous. Yeah, I remember sitting at one of the Lotus Fears. Obviously, it was probably you know around the 2006 time frame when uh, Damien had left IBM. We were at the Bald event, the blogger um, event on Saturday at Lotus Fear, and Damien had joined some of us, and he was just talking about his vision, you know, for a couch and and such. And now, what five years later, here it is. Right, it's a big uh, you know Apache. Uh, based application and it's it's everywhere. When I go on to uh, say the Accelerator forums, uh, people are using you know CouchDB for their mobile apps. It's just you know talk about a you know a dream come true. Uh, and actually w- knowing the person who you know created it is uh, is kind of cool. So um, that's all for episode one hundred and forty two 
uh, of the Taking Notes podcast. Uh, Mark, if people want to uh, learn more about you, where would they find you? Um, my blog is stickfight.co.uk. Um, Twitter is stickfight. Skype is stickfight. Um, the, the blog is a random mashing of all sorts of things, but it's the best way of getting hold of me. Okay. And if people want to learn more about the London Developer Co-op, where would they go? Uh, LondonDeveloperCoop.com. Go figure. Yes, <laughs> uh, weird, weird, complex souls. Oh, okay. uh, Mark, any questions for Julian or myself uh, before we end uh, this episode, which is beginning, I believe, year seven of the Taking Notes podcast? So anything for us? Yes. Who pays the first round at Lotus Sphere? Uh, Bruce. Yeah, I, I, did yes. last, I did last year. Um, y- you do, Mark. Uh, okay? No, um, I'd, I'd be happy to, all right? See me at Bald and I'll buy you a beer, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Don't uh, – now yeah, I can see this thing going viral. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's it um, for episode 142. Uh, of the Taking Notes podcast. Mr. Mark Myers, thank you again so very much. And we'll see you at Lotusphere 2012. Rock on. See you later.